What is up, everybody? And the Jammers are back again because we keep going away. But here we are, and this is episode 12, and Carter is back on the board for the first time in two months, three months? I don't remember. (laughs) But it's been a while, and this week we've been – or this past three weeks, right? We've been playing Star Tropic for NES, and it definitely didn't take that long. But it's – I'm definitely happy with it. Pretty good game in my opinion, but we'll get to that later. But anyway, um, if you've been following along – and listen to our other 11 episodes, because this is the Dirty Dozen. We've made it. Number 12. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Is it 12? But, okay. Yeah. Number 12. Dirty Dozen. And Carter's finally on the board again. Why did it take Since me so long? It's episode 5, Metal Gear Solid. We've not been keeping a weekly schedule either, so it's been a long time. <laughs> but uh, if you've been following along, we're trying to give away a PlayStation Classic. And all you have to do is leave us a review. That's it. Go to Apple Podcasts, drop us a review, take a screenshot, and send it to us. You can find us on Facebook. Just look up the Retro Jammers, or our Twitter handle is at Retro Jammers. Either way you want to do it, just send us that uh, in a message. You can post it on our wall. We don't care. Any way you do it, and there you go. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, so interesting things have been going on in the world of Nintendo, I think, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Did you all catch that uh, Animal Crossing Direct today? Little a little bit of it. It it kinda like I saw the little screenshot old Littlebrook sent us uh of the farming and it got me pumped. Like it's it basically should just be called Harvest Moon Crossings now. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, Jared, that goes to show how starved we are of a farming game. Like Stardew Valley For is real. amazing and everything, but how long has that game been out now? Like four or five years or so? Longer than that. Oh yeah. It's been I think whenever I graduated high school is when it came out. But uh, we yeah. always equivalent uh, Harvest Moon to like what? What did we always used to say, Jared? It's like that childhood friend that we used to have, and like they got on drugs, and <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they were they were great in the past, but now they're just like I don't remember that analogy, but it's spot on. Keep going, yeah. Let's throw out a name. Give me a name. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, that that new Animal Crossing update—it's adding everything that I've been wanting, man. Like they're adding Brewster, which is uh, one of my favorite Animal Crossing characters. I think just simply for the fact that's my mom's maiden name, and that was uh, <laughs> like all my family are Brewsters, so I've always loved Brewster. And they're adding, like you said, the farming, and I could go on and on and on. Like there's way too much to no, add. But no, I keep, keep going. Back into it. No, tell me about like uh, I. That's all I really saw. I saw Brewster's. Um, I saw some new fences, I believe. Mm-hmm. There's there, I know they're adding back gyroids. You, you all know like those little like robot things that people have been wanting back? Yeah. Yeah. They're adding Captain. You remember? Like the, the guy who like rides the boat. Yeah, I do. Uh, the gyroid Carter was the one on GameCube that you'd have. Well, you could find them like by digging them up. But he was, or she was, like the thing outside of your house that you could set like a little message to. I don't know if you remember that. That's probably the last Animal Crossing you ever played, wasn't it, Carter? No, that's the one I played the. Man, I don't even know because I had uh, the 3DS version where you could oh, be like okay. a person or whatever and kind of okay. build your place. Yeah. yeah, that was the last one I played. Oh, my bad. I thought you were just like the GameCube version and done. Do you remember our GameCube Animal Crossing days? I do remember whenever you <laughs> snuck and cut down my orchard, and I thought it was the other. Who are we playing with? 
was it Kyle Alfrey? Like back in the day? I think so. I think we were playing with Kyle. And he had an orchard all perfect, and Jared would sneak, and Jared goes, Kyle did it. So I went and chopped his down, so we had like a war going on (laughs) on animal crossings. That's always our dream. I I wish – sorry to cut you off, Jared, but I wish Animal Crossing games, you could have a town that we all could share and like – you know, like log I could log, log on while Jared's on. Yeah. That would be my dream Animal Crossing game. Yeah, that's what we we thought had you were hoped that. that thing. Yeah, we had hoped that, like, when this last one was announced, that that was the way it was, so we could share a town. But it's still pretty cool. I share one with the boys. Owen plays it still to this day. I would, I mean, probably not daily, but but more than twice or three times a week he still plays so I, this new update is going to get me back into it though so do y'all I'm think that maybe it. sometime in the future i could pick animal crossing on gamecube for this podcast do you think maybe we could I've do that it. for a week i've got it ready to go yep i thought that would be fun like we log in once like for a week and get to give our history on it. i think that would be a good time because animal crossing is one of my I'll, favorite series of all time yeah so we'd have to do that over multiple weeks but you're right we could give like little updates on the each episode um i was gonna well, say uh, this too oh go ahead i was gonna say one of the few gamecube games i have for some reason i don't have a gamecube anymore but i probably gave it to somebody or let somebody borrow it and just forgot where it was but I do have Animal Crossing sitting right here in my room, so I do have the game already. <laughs> do you? Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got two GameCubes now. Uh, the other, well, it's probably been a week or two now, but me and Jeff Elkins, we went uh, like just p- to different pawn shops randomly one day, and uh, I found a GameCube, and the guy's like, uh, yeah, uh, how about 30 bucks?" And it's a black GameCube with all the cords and a black controller. And I was like, Sure. <laughs> now that so he up from it, that's great. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff was upset that I just bought it, and I was like, I don't know. Like He was like, damn it, Jared, I was going to buy that if you didn't say yes. But <laughs> like afterwards, I think because I was so quick to say yes, the guy went ahead and sold it to me for that. And then after, he's like, so really, how much should I have sold you this for? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Should have done his research. Jeff kind of. Jeff broke down like the prices, but once we looked at our receipt, it's like he sold it to me for the price of it had listed GameCube paddle on the receipt that he gave me. So I don't know if he had this database of shit and like chose a price and sold it to me. What like what a controller goes for now? I don't know, but yeah, it was nice. Huh. I'm pumped. Yeah, no, that is impressive. It's hard to find stuff like that. Like stuff like that's just going to have to happen anymore because everybody's kind of getting in on the. Uh, raising the prices of the retro game. And that's kind of stupid. I hate that they do that, but I do too. I, I think it'll eventually go down though. Like the market well, can't continue. Uh, when I, whenever, is. like I said in the resident evil episode, when I got into retro collecting, that was back in like 2010, 2011. And at that time, since now we're talking about NES game, NES games were at their peak. Like that was the, like that generation, they were like going through that nostalgic phase. So that was what was yeah. like high. Like nowadays it's like N64 and GameCube, but, uh, back yeah. then it was NES and that was primarily what I collected was NES games. I think I got up to like, uh, 450 like NES games. No and way. It was, yeah. It was you had that many? I, yeah. Like I had to keep them in these, uh, crown Royal boxes, like <laughs> these huge ass <laughs> crown Royal That's boxes. Awesome. There was just so many of them. 
Uh, Good. But yeah, like, I don't know, man. Uh, Collecting has changed a lot because the the games that I have now are worth crazy amounts that I grew up with. So so I value them and I want to keep them. I think one of the biggest things that I hate is like, you'll be in, and this is something that game shops are starting to do all over the place. You'll go up there and you'll buy a game that has a price tag on it. And when you bring it up to the counter, they're like, oh no, that game's actually costs, like instead of 25, it's 70 bucks. And you're like, well, what are you talking about? Because they'll quickly <laughs> yeah. look it up online. They're like, oh, the price of this has gone way up. So that's yeah. what they try to sell it for. And that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty bullshit. That's shitty. Yeah, I, yeah. that's shitty. And, and that's what me and Jeff thought the guy that sold us the GameCube was doing. Because as soon as like, Jeff, I don't know. It was either me or Jeff. I basically said, do you have any old games? And the guy's like, uh, I got a GameCube. And Jeff said something along the lines of like, oh, we're looking for a GameCube. And, uh, well, anyway, like when I got up there, he starts like typing away on his computer, pounding. Da, 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 da. Oh and uh, I thought, well, fuck, he's looking it up on eBay and he's going to, tr- you know, quote me like a hundred bucks or so. Yeah, and I I think maybe he had like a database himself that he was looking up for, and I swear I think he clicked the wrong thing because, like I said, it said paddle. <laughs> but yeah, I was pumped to get that because uh, I have the little TV that sits on top of the GameCube, and I have the Game Boy Advanced port for the bottom too. But both of those are black, and the GameCube I grew up with was purple, so it was cool to yeah. get a black system, so it all matches now. But. Yeah. yeah, I grew up with the black one. But yeah, over over the summer, because my, my cousin Corey recently got into collecting, I would tell him before we went to any like pawn shop or flea market, I'd be like, if you see something, remain calm. Don't act excited. Because <laughs> people people will do that shit, man. They'll up the price if they yeah. see that you're like overly excited. It's weird as hell. Yeah, don't yeah. tip them off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Especially no, nowadays. You, you, gotta, you gotta stay cool. Uh, Everybody hey, has a database in their pocket, so, I mean. How pumped were you all to see that N64 is coming to the Switch Classic 2? Fucking pumped. I'm like, finally, Nintendo does something like I want to see, you know. Yeah, I, I, was, I never thought it would happen. I didn't think they would do it, but they're, they're finally doing it. And that makes it awesome for this podcast, because now we can play those games that uh, were hard to get. Because N64... It's kind of oh, that weird yeah. system that it's hard to emulate for, and it's hard to collect because it's so pricey. So I'm I'm really happy that right. they're doing that. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. Was uh, pumped that they said that mainly for this podcast. I was like, oh my god, that's that yep. couldn't be better timing because we can pick games that like once we see what they're throwing out, it's like okay, let's any of those y'all played before, let's throw them on there. Right. And they're also right. doing Sega Genesis, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But I'm not the biggest Sega Genesis fan. I, I've just never been able to get into it. I don't think I played a lot of it. Um but no, Carter, you're really the, the Genesis guy, aren't you? Yeah, I've got a ton of Genesis games, but I didn't really have a Genesis growing up. I just started collecting when I got older. Mm-hmm. Like you were mentioning two thousand ten and everything. That's um I was working security at the time and I actually put a Sega Genesis in my truck. So I bought like a one of those like screen D V D players that you can, you know, put in the center of your truck like it's a pioneer system. Mm-hmm. And I had a Sega Genesis and I actually ran it in my truck to that. So I would be sitting there and working security on not just playing Sega Genesis. So that's when I really that's got crazy, into it pretty good. Yeah. I had the games one I bought were like, and I sold it to Jeff for 50 bucks. You remember when you all came and picked it up? Yeah. hundred percent. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> he still has it too. I know. And now he's wanting to sell it, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, he's like, uh, Tanner, let me, uh, he bought it. He's going to hold on to it for a few years and flip it. <laughs> He wants a motorcycle. He's going to be a biker. Yeah. But um, 
when I was buying games back then, though, like some of the games I bought for five and ten bucks off eBay are now selling for fifty, sixty, seventy dollars. It's ridiculous. So Sega's yeah. starting to hit its peak. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I'm but looking yeah, through like the games right That shit right is now. awesome. I can't wait. But the only thing uh, is that the the price that is increasing a lot. That, was it going yeah, from thirty five a year to eighty a year for the family? membership for the family you're going from 35 to 80 and for solo i think you're going from 20 to 35 or, or is it more? no it's 50 for a solo right yeah 50 yeah oh yeah that's a lot of people thought that it'd be a lot less than that but i, I mean i'll pay it just because i do the family system with me and my wife and my two boys on our switch. But, and then I think I've got little Brooke on there too. And you're more than welcome to jump on Tanner. Cause I've got eight spots. <laughs> yeah, might so as well. Hell yeah, I'm down. Uh, they're yeah, also adding to that new right. membership. The speaking of animal crossing, we we're talking about earlier. Did y'all see that happy home designer, uh, DLC that only if you have that, you can use. Did y'all see that? Really? No, yeah, it's, I didn't. I don't think you will have any interest of it. It's basically like you have a job on Animal Crossing, and you're like a home designer. So you go to your villagers, and they'll be like, hey, I want you to give me a sporty look for my house. And you're like designing their homes and stuff. So you can, it's more like customizable that way. Yeah, that's some little brook bullshit. I don't want Oh, absolutely. I, I, <laughs> I would say, prefer yeah. my villagers always... to have their own like personality and their own house, you know, like like not me. Right. I've always like I've always seen Nintendo as like I know everybody like they're like the kitty system, but they are some dark shark like EA style corporate <laughs> <laughs> like they are pretty rough because if you buy their system like hey y'all need to get a game okay it's sixty dollars that came out ten years ago yep oh, or, uh, talking about Skyward like, Sword HD I mean anything that says Nintendo on it on their first party titles don't go <laughs> or titles don't go down then they they charge for them too but also they're uh, and a lot of people defend it with the whole, like, well, you know, if they're a good game and they know it's good, they're going to keep it up there. But then yeah. you look at, like, Animal Crossings. If I wanted to play and farm with you all, I think I sent you the thing. I would have to pay, what, forty nine ninety nine at Walmart or fifty nine ninety nine on the store plus the $25 DLC. I was just like, yeah, it's probably never going to happen for me. <laughs> and then this paywall for the Nintendo, I didn't know it was 50 So I'm like, well, maybe I'll just buy the 64 games myself. <laughs> That's yeah. a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, I can well, see that. So yeah, I'm not like the biggest fan of the whole Nintendo thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll save you some money. Well, we've been we've been talking a lot about the news, Carter. This is about Star Tropics. What's your, give us your no. history on it, man? Because this is your game, your long awaited game. I'm pretty sure me and Jared have nothing to say about this game. So take no. the floor. I hope you do hey, now. <laughs> before Carter starts, the only reason I knew this was a game in the past was like Carter would make little references to this kind of bullshit like cola. I, I like I don't even remember him, but I can America remember cola. Carter. Yeah, yeah. Like it, that's the only way I knew it was a game. But go well, ahead. Well, Carter, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the reason that it's it's like that is uh this was developed by Nintendo. This is a Nintendo game, but and it was developed by a Japanese team, but it was made specifically for American audiences. So the entire game is uh, like targeting that, like um, like America. So like the cola thing, they thought that like sodas and stuff that was a very American thing. So everything has cola at the end of it. <laughs> and even even the character, his name is Mike Jones. They looked up what is the most popular name in 1990 for males, and Mike it was Jones. Mike. Who? 
And then the, what was the most popular uh, last name for males in the, at 1990 was Jones. So they just went with Mike Jones, like the most American name. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It, it is funny, but it did eventually come out in Europe too, but it never came out in Japan. And did you see that his uh, uncle is named like, I think Dave Mathis put it even on there that they pretty much ripped off Indiana Jones because his name is Dr. Jones. And oh, Indiana Jones, that's and he's an archae- archaeologist, right? <laughs> Exactly. Yes. So they completely ripped off Indiana Jones with that one. And uh, if you played, well, you all played through it. They kind of ripped off some Legend of Zelda stuff too. But we'll get into that, I'm sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> but as far as my history with it, since we're, I guess we'll set sail for Sea Island real quick. Um, so I grew up with this game at my grandma's house. Remember, I mentioned to you all before in a previous yeah. episode that uh, I don't remember the Nintendo except for it being there. But I know it was mine first. But then we gave it to her, and that's when I remember was playing it over there. Mm-hmm. And this was one of those games I grew up with my cousins, my brother, and everybody played it. And we played it to death over and over and over, and nobody ever once beat it ever. And you probably know you now. Well. Yeah, like beating it on Switch is one thing. Like if it wasn't on Switch, I'm not going to beat it. Like there's yeah. no way you're beating it on Nintendo. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, people's done it a apparently but i don't have the i don't know because you have, that's a lot of repetitive work and i'll give that out right off the bat but uh yeah but yeah so i just remember all of us playing it all the time and just whenever the theme song hits that uh whenever the stars comes in and it says star child books that dun 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 mm-hmm. that just gets me pumped just because that just so much nostalgia flowing right there and even <laughs> when you go in i remember you know that old lady or the shaman i guess it is because i'm yeah, older yeah, now yeah. I can actually when you leave the first you town into the yeah, when you go into the cave there and she's there. I remember her hand used to freak me the hell out as a kid. She freaked me out. I was like, fuck. It actually, that's like, it's crazy old bitch. It scared me when I first seen it. Yeah, it scared me to death as a kid. I couldn't. I was just remember being like, oh, my God. Every time I saw it, I would try to skip through it real fast so I could go ahead and get into the dungeon. I, I'll tell you what. What uh, what got me was the pig's asshole in, in the first world. <laughs> Like, yeah, they put one little pixelated dot, and as soon as that fucker turns around, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well, since mm-hmm. since like me and Jared have no history, like you said, all you heard yeah. was Carter talk about this game. Uh, Jared, what's your history with the NES? Because I know that me and you have always said that we hate it. Uh, did you play yeah. the NES at all growing up, or was this just a thing that you just later went back to? No, dude, I'm glad you asked because literally I was sitting here thinking like I want since me and Tanner have no history with the game, I want him to tell me his first NES experience. So I'll tell you mine. I basically have two, but the actual first one is at our grandma's Dee Dee's house. Mm-hmm. I don't know how old I was. I would think I'm somewhere between five and seven. I for some reason I want to say I didn't have an N sixty four yet, so I'm probably five or six. But uh yeah. Anyway, I can remember her, and it must have been your dad's, like Frankie's. Yeah, her I have my dad's d- here at my house, so it must have been. Okay, okay, so it must have been there, and she, like, plugs it up for me in her living room just one time. Like, it wasn't a regular thing when I'm staying with her. I'd never seen this thing before. She plugs yeah. it in, gives me the gun, and, like, it's Duck Hunter, but we can't get it to work. So then I just revert <laughs> back to, like... Mario and that is like that I saw it at that age and I never saw or touched an NES again until probably 2000 
2002 to 2003 with Sharon wow. Galleon playing Wrecking Crew. That's the next time that yeah. I ever saw it again. So there, there was like a eight year span, like, you know, never saw one growing up. All of a sudden, boom, Nanny DD plugs it up for me one day in her living room. I play it. I'm pumped. Eight years go by. And then I start like kind of dabbling in it a little bit with Sharon Galleon on Wrecking Crew. And then I never play yeah. it again. So this is, I mean, I, I'm very limited with the NES. How about you? Uh, well, like I said previously, like that was the system I primary, primarily collected for. And that was only because, like I said, uh, I watched that Angry Video Game Nerd episode and he primarily focused on NES games. So I was like, damn, okay, I want to start collecting for the NES. So when I sought out NES games, I didn't look at them as quality games. Like, cause that's all he ever done was make fun of these old ass games and like said they were shit. So whenever I would find an NES game, I, game, I would be like, "How shit is this going to be? I can't wait to see." I never thought that they were they would ever be good, but th- there were certain ones that I, I enjoyed a lot. Like obviously the Mario trilogy, I thought was is like excellent for the NES, and I like Kirby's Adventure. It, it, really, for the NES, it's just the platformers that I like. Every other genre, I can't stand. Like it's just it's uh, it's just too dated. It's too like primitive. Um, I don't know. And I know that we're a retro podcast and some people are like gasping at that, but (laughs) I just don't like it, man. No, no, I do like Tecmo Bowl. That's, that's a blast. And I usually hate sports games. It's tough, man. Uh, And that, that really is the, the switch for me from like being able to really play and get into a game. And I know, like you said, people are going to get pissed or whatever, but from the NES to the super Nintendo, I thought, they really improve. Like I could play most games on the Super Nintendo, but when we go back just that one generation <laughs> back to there, it hurts me a little bit on most games. Yeah. Sorry, Carter. Sorry, David. No, that's okay. That's uh, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I said, if Carter's I hadn't grown up with the NES, I'd probably what we don't want to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to expose that, you all to some. Uh, I'll expose you all to some Genesis later too. But uh, <laughs> no, like for me, I grew up with this uh, system. Like I said, playing it at my grandma's, that's what she had. So that's what she played until she got a P- she got a PS1 and she was the biggest Spyro fan you'd ever met. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. bought them all when the, as they came out. Loved it. But um, but yeah, I played Nintendo all the time. And I, I like the old Nintendo games just because you got to think this was like back whenever they had to be like when they're creating a new game, they're creating a new game. They're not like going off of like, okay, what did they do in the past? Let's make something similar to that. Only a different type of platform. It's like, no, this is, um, draw some pixels together and make it work. It's pretty. I think the NES was the first generation that is actually playable, but because Atari, like if you go back to that now, it's so awful. Like I I cannot stand it. It's just like a bunch of blocks. Like it's, it's cool to look back at the history of it, but now it's just so outdated. But with the NES, yeah, like you said, uh, that was when it properly became games. And I, I respect the hell out of the NES. Like, I may say I don't like it. It is really like the golden age of games. And it, like, introduced all everyone's favorite, like, franchises. And it really kicked off games, like, period, you know? Or it saved Yeah. It. And, and I find a lot of the games fun still, like um, like the one we're playing now. But, uh, like, a lot of – I can probably name off several that I think are great on NES that I think everybody would still enjoy. But some of them are, like – okay it's a little bit like there's a few games ago like i got a game called legendary wings which is a shooter mm-hmm. and i'll probably not pick it on the podcast just because i tried 
I used to play it all the time as a kid, but I played it here recently and I'm just like, yeah, that's, that's tough. I don't think I'm <laughs> going to pick that ever. It's a shoot. It's just like a top down shooter, but uh, yeah, it's a bit much, but a lot of those yeah. games are like that. It's either going to be like revolutionary and great, or it's probably not going to be very good. And that's just the truth. But right. um, Atari, like you mentioned that one, and I feel like Atari's even for me, I can't really get into an Atari game except maybe Pac-Man just because Pac-Man's yeah. like, basic but right. how much am i gonna get into a pac-man like even if they put it on a ps5 hmm, not too much so i can only get into those games when i'm in an actual arcade you know what i mean like when i'm in that environment i can't just sit there and play pac-man on my couch you know well it's um i actually one of my first uh game boy collar games was a pac-man for game boy collar and i actually played it over and over and over so yeah, i, I did play that, it a lot though. then like, like a little handheld like you're just playing but pac-man I could anyway um so you all had no other history with Star Trek? Because I, I thought I got Jerry to play it maybe once upon a time before, but maybe not. I know I've no, tried. Uh, the only if thing I, I remember it. hearing about this was, like I said, it's a Nintendo-made uh, game, and it's like kind of forgotten. So people were wanting some rep- representation of it in Smash Brothers. Anything. Like, they were like, even give us a trophy. But it has never, ever had <laughs> anything in Smash Brothers, period. Like so. Yeah, that's uh, weird. People were wanting I- Mike Jones as a fighter for a while. I feel like I can remember you getting me to try, and I literally like emulated it for less than five minutes and turned it off. Sounds about right. <laughs> but that no, was probably sure. in like 2008 to 2010 ish. So yeah, that's about what, that's the time frame I was thinking of. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, this game was ranked number 64 in the top 100 of all time games in Nintendo what? Power 1997. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, all NES games I could maybe see. It was uh, Nintendo <laughs> Power 1997, ranked at 64th all time. So, wow. There we go. Back, all right, right, one year so off from the Jammers era. So. We're 27 minutes in. Yeah, let's, let's get down to it. Um, do I got to start off the review since it's my game? Is that how we do it? Or just the go rating? Either way, Go it's fine. It, Carter. So no. this is a game I uh, I grew up with, and I was thinking, man, these guys are going to hate this game just because they can't wrap their heads around it. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> no, I think as a as a platformer, like you go from the top down map, and it's obviously like you know you're like a huge person, then you walk into a town, then boom, you're in the town. Kind of like how Final yeah. Fantasy's always done, and a lot of those Dragon Quest games and everything. That's what I thought. Yeah. Either it, it looked a lot like Final Fantasy, and also like Zelda Two, like you know, in Zelda Two, when you're like looking top down. Yeah, yeah, and then and Nick copies a lot from Zelda. Like I mentioned that earlier, but uh, I think it's pretty cool how you get a you get a yo-yo, and they call it the Island Star. And uh, I know yeah. you didn't get far enough, Tanner, but at the end, once you get that second Magic Cube, that thing gets beast on it, Jared. Like it becomes like your main weapon because it shoots across the whole screen, which is pretty big on a Nintendo game to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of like that. Like uh, they only give you that full power up if you got so much health. Is that right, Carter? It's yeah, been a yeah. While. And which is similar oh, to how the. Uh, for you, Carter. You know why they called it the Island Star instead of Yo Yo? Um, I used to know, uh, in, in but Canada, Yo Yo is trademarked. So they didn't want to get sued, so they just named it the Island Star. That's right. <laughs> that is right. Yep. I used to know, because I used to know a lot about this game, because it's always been one of my favorites. Um, but yeah, like I think the, the controls are pretty good. Now, I do see it being almost impossible on like the actual console. Like the, If you were to pop a cartridge into the NES and try to beat it, 
I mean, mm-hmm. if you're listening to the podcast and you say you did, you didn't beat it. <laughs> like, I don't care who, yeah. like, you I'll back not. you there. That was a hard-ass game, and I had the benefit of playing it on the Switch with the save slates and that sort of thing. And you can and re- rewind, like, the frames, so you can go, yeah. like, you get hit and rewind it. I had to do that so many times to beat it because I just wanted to beat it for once because I've been right. playing it my whole life. Right. That's who I needed to beat it. Yeah. But, uh, man, without the Switch, I don't see it being ever being possible because there's some things that uh, – and you got to think, this is back in uh, – what 1990 when it came out so you go through a room and when you jump through to the next one instant death and there's no way you could have known unless you've done it before yeah that pissed me off they They were sometimes i was just like this is literally (laughs) just trial and error like there was no way for me to know that well that's to me that's how they they had that like long beat time and replayability back in the day of those games was like games back then pride themselves on that sort of thing yeah. like you have to play through it a couple times even to know what you're doing like it's a lot of trial and error but that's why like you get a game and like it would last you a month or two or three of playing it hardcore throughout i got right. like, like yeah, yeah this game was kind of a crash course on why i don't like adventure games from this generation <laughs> Honestly, like everything about it, I was just like, okay, they're just trying to fuck with me, and it's not like oh. I didn't think it was good game design. I feel like I feel like if you'd have grown up in the era a little bit, you might have liked it a little bit more, just because like I remember like my cousin getting to where the graveyard was, and this was on the actual NES, and we were all pumped, so we would all get together and try to get farther and farther and farther, yeah. and it just was tough to get anywhere, and then you'd have to just push around and find things like. Like mm-hmm. you would have to actually just explore the walls to figure out where to go in some areas, oh, which was yeah. I, I, I had to do that this time. Yeah, uh, but I had but to. But when do. I first started it, man, I thought that the game was going to be kind of like because whenever you first like said uh, get your yo-yos, I, I was immediately picturing Earthbound. I was like, okay, so this is going to be kind of like a uh, RPG Earthbound type. And so once you are like dropped into that first town and you're talking to everybody, I could never get a sense of the game like. Because this game is very quirky. Like, there's just these things that happen that's quirky for the sake of being quirky. And I, it yeah. was never funny. It was just kind of like, okay. Like, I mean, this is this is happening now. Like, you have to save a dolphin to progress. And then, like, they just never use any type of humor with it. It's always just kind of, it's just weirdness. I don't know. It, that well, might that, not make any sense to you all. But I could never, like, figure out. I didn't even, even understand the story. I was just like. Okay, so I'm this guy that wants to save my, you know, my uncle. It was just bizarre. I, I don't know that that part of it to me, and that's probably just because it's an NES game and you had to read the manual and all that stuff. But I just thought that was kind of strange. I couldn't oh, get yeah. my head around it. You didn't think it was funny. That's that's your opinion. I thought it was funny throughout. Tanner's too young for this bullshit. Young? <laughs> there was nothing that was funny. It was just people saying random shit for the sake of saying it. Like, I don't, I don't know. I just didn't I think it was that. There was one time I kind of like my nose that exhaled a little bit was when uh, he was like, I think it was a chapter three. It's a guy who's like, I want to go with you on your ship. Oh, you almost died. Never mind. I'm sick. And he like, <laughs> like the conversation stopped. I thought that was pretty funny. But uh, you laugh now pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, uh, as far as the controls go, I thought they were very slippery. Just because it, it was very weird how it worked. Because whenever you would walk forward and then want to cut left or right, 
normally if once you hit left you keep going left but it just made your character stop and then you had to hit it again so i kept like that fucked me yeah, up a lot turn and face yeah like you'd turn and face that direction and then you'd have to push it again to go but um, yeah yeah it's it was harder to get used to for real for me too but once you get used to it though like at the end i was kind of fluent with it of course mm-hmm. tanner you didn't make it to the spaceship at the end it didn't it didn't fucking matter you could oh, be as God, fluent no. as you wanted to be, have a turbo super controller, and you're done. Like, good day. Yeah, you got that right. See, I want to go ahead and say it. I actually did beat this game two or three weeks ago. So, asterisk <laughs> on the switch. When it was first chosen. But anyway, I got to go back to say how cool. And I don't know, maybe other games were doing this back then. I don't remember. Uh, 1990 was the year I was born, so who the hell knows? I don't know what was going on then. But uh, (laughs) I thought it was so cool that you had to literally, at one point in the game, get something that was included with the game and pour water on it to get the secret message. And, uh, like, that blew my mind because I don't – Carter, I don't know if you remember two weeks ago, like, as soon as it was chosen – Maybe I was still off for having COVID. I don't know. But I was like, okay, I'm in. I'm doing this game till I beat it. And, like, I was really into it. And uh, I beat it relatively, you know, not, I wouldn't say fast, but I had hours and hours to beat it. But uh, when yeah. I got there, I didn't know what to do because I don't have the manual. I can't pour water on it. But, like, that's what yeah. everything kept hinting to. And, like, you gave me the answer or maybe a picture or something. Or I otherwise, I couldn't have done it. Yeah, I sent you the video of them doing that on YouTube just because yeah. uh, when you – so, God, this was so cool. So um, I actually seen it for sale in the in the in that computer whiz in Beckley, and I almost bought it because they had the, the note, the letter, everything. Yeah. And you literally take the letter from the game. So imagine this. It's 1990, and you go out and you buy this game, right? And you don't know anything about it because it's 1990. You're not, like, Googling it and looking up reviews for it. You're just going right. out and you're like, uh, I'll buy this game, Star Travel, because I don't even know what sure. the hell it's about. So you take it home and you open it up, and you're playing the game, and they keep talking about, uh, look at the manual. Uh, he left you a whatever, a message. Put water on it. Or what? And mm-hmm. then you literally open up the game box. There's a letter in it from your uncle, and you put water on it, and that gives you the code. Like That's freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah that is yeah. cool. The the only thing yeah. is like like it's awesome like don't get me wrong I think that's an amazing thing to have in a game especially from 1990 but like Jared said if it aged kind of poorly because if you're playing the game now you get to that part you you either feel yeah, like you've forgotten it. something or you didn't do something right or you know it, it you can get permanently stuck if you never think to look up that code you know so it, it is cool yeah, but, but you can, it's also you can like it kind easy. of dated. But didn't uh, Metal Gear also have something like that? You said it was written on the disc. Both of your games had something where you had oh, to look at yeah. the actual. Like, yeah, that's a uh, call. That was Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, that was uh, yeah. Meryl's like uh, her codec number for you to call. <laughs> so yeah, it did something similar. Both the Carnage uh, games has that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> well, I, yeah that is really, a, really cool though. Yeah, I love stuff like that. Honestly, like stuff you'd have to literally like it like. It's, it brings you more into the game, in my opinion, because it brings sure. it like instead of just being like, "Oh, playing this game," it's like, "Okay, so in real life, we want you to grab the game and pick it up and look at it." Like, like that's what I loved about Metal Gear Solid. He's like, when you're fighting Psycho Manus, he was like, "Okay, so I can read your mind. You can do all this," and it's literally like he's interacting with you as a person. So this game kind of had a hint of that, where he's a, where it's like, "Okay, you as the person, we're talking to you that's playing the game. 
pick up that letter that came with it and put water on it, which I just love that kind of stuff. I think it's awesome. Yeah, t- totally. Yeah, like it, I, I don't want people to think that I ha- I didn't like this game because it's an NES game because I really don't think that's it. I know I can I I could like NES games. It's just these little things that kept getting on my nerves. Like and and one thing was like you said you there were parts in the game where you just had to walk through walls and shit. And you were like, look, Tanner, look, if you look really closely, there's like five gray pixels that show that you can go through the wall. And I was just like, I think at first they were more generous in like showing you where those little hints were, like the water would bubble up and then they're just like straight up, just try every fucking wall. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Like I said, that's how they used to, uh, like, you buy one game a year, or not one game a year, but, like, you know, you have one game every couple months or whatever, and if it was for NES, like, they only had so much to work with, so they were like, here, we'll just make it to where you can keep playing it over and over and over. Yeah. But this yeah. one, this game, they made it to where, like, hey, you're not going to beat it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And <laughs> another thing I didn't like is, like, usually whenever you enter a town, there will be, like, this little event going on. But before you can trigger that main event, you have to talk to every single villager in the town before you can actually do it. I thought that was just a dumb thing. Like, I talked to everybody anyway, but there were sometimes I would walk all the way to the main guy and then nothing would happen. I'd be like, okay. So I go and talk to everybody else and then it lets me. I was like, eh, it's a yeah, there was a weird. There's a sick girl. I forget. It might be chapter three, maybe. I yeah, think you might have been past that. And he literally tells you, go back and talk to her. And then you do it. And she's like, yeah, I'm sick. And then you go back. He's like, okay, go on. <laughs> like, yeah, I get what you're saying there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I, I did like stuff about the game. I thought whenever you went into the dungeons, like, the uh, the graphics were pretty good for the NES. Because whenever you're outside of it, they look uh, very primitive. I was like, oh, man, this yeah. game kind of looks a little rough for NES. But once you get into the dungeons, it looks way better. And no, certain main characters that you talk to, uh, they're – like you'll show a full sprite of them, like their their entire body and like their character, and they were very very detailed for NES. I thought yeah. they looked really good. Yeah, I, I thought like I could tell that this was a later NES game because of that Tanner, especially in the dungeon, like you said. I thought yep. that was really well made. Mm-hmm. Now I, I do know that this game got a sequel in nineteen ninety four. Ninety four, fucking NES. I think that's why this no. series never took off. Why did they really? wait? It's on the NES in ninety four. Nineteen ninety four. And if you think about it, that's when Donkey Kong Country came out. That was the shit. Difference. The N sixty four was coming out two years later. Yep, I know. It's and, called and uh... a fun fact for you. That was the last game Nintendo intentionally made for the NES. That wasn't the last game they ever they came probably out didn't on the NES. That was uh, Wario Woods. But that was the last one that they ever intentionally did for the NES. Wow. Yeah. It's did, called, did you ever uh, play Star that Tropics one part of the sequel? Yep. Zoda's Revenge. I have it sitting here in my collection. So I haven't really played it much, though, because it's like, I'll be honest, for most of this game, because I, I agree with most of what you're saying, like it's a rough game to get into even now for, for me. And uh, I grew up with it, though, and I love it. Like, I could play it again right now just because it just takes yeah. me back to when I was a kid, which is the right. whole point of the podcast, right. the whole point of the whole thing. But right. uh, if I was to sit there and tell you, like, oh, man, you got to play this game because why? Because I grew up with it. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> much it. Like, I can't tell you how that it was. a. It, but, I, I mean, I had fun with it, though. I thought it was a fun game, especially to go through and beat. Like, yeah. that was awesome. Because the gameplay well, I, really is I love the, uh, the whole skeleton of a game. I thought, like... 
Like if that makes sense. Like I like the the idea of a linear style Zelda type game. Like you go into a, a, a town and then you go to a dungeon and then you progress on this story. Because I mean the story, it, like I said, it was a little nonsensical, but at least it was trying to go for a story. Like it tried things that I liked. Like and like I said on chapter three, yeah. your shit breaks down and you have to repair it. I thought that was pretty like ahead of its time because like if you look at Mario, save Princess Peach, and then there's no story. Or even Zelda games at that yeah. time, it's save yeah. Zelda, and then you yeah. go on dungeons. This yeah. game attempted something at a story, and I, I like that a lot. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. It has uh, more, most of the story, it seems to come together at the end of the game, because there's like a slideshow, and it has like these people that you save, these Argonians, yeah. I guess they are, and everything, because I beat Argonians it recently. from Elder Scrolls? Yep, that, that's what they're called. <laughs> that's where Elder really? Scrolls got it. You didn't know that? No. I have no idea about Is that. that. True? I just made that oh, up. okay, okay. I didn't know. <laughs> they they are called that. I thought the little pictures at the end, like what they looked good. Me up, that's what people played games for back in the day was to see these in like the end cutscene, so to speak. And that yeah. was it. Like all the pictures. The one I really enjoyed was the picture of, and it's been a couple weeks since I beat it, but this is the one that stood out. Was the picture of like Basically, you pouring water over the uncle's note and that, uh, you know, frequency being revealed, mm-hmm. like, to see, like, that was part of it. But, yeah. It was kind of like yeah, summarizing like the entire game. adventure, right? Like, those pictures? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, because yeah, I had you fighting this. Yeah, I had you fighting the snake and I had you fighting the, the boss and stuff and it goes through it. And, man, yeah, you're right. That's, like, the reward for beating up. And, yeah. honestly, when I beat it, that felt good to see like yes that's I'll be what honest. we played for back in the 90s baby yeah the, the cut scene at the end and yeah even, like I'd, it, this game like I, like even most games back then didn't even have a cut scene it would just say congratulations you beat the game and then it would be like wanted to play again but this game actually yeah. had an ending you know yeah well, honestly it about brought me to tears because i've been wanting to beat it my whole <laughs> life and i'm sitting there and i'm finally seeing all this go through and just the for somehow the music that ties in with it while it's going through, which sounds like generic NES music, and it usually is, but because uh, a lot of people say they all sound the same, <laughs> but <laughs> but anyway, I'm going through no, that. I, and I, that's I like the cool soundtrack thing. on this game. I still remember. Oh, I did the, too. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I remember a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. But I go through it, and literally the uh, seeing those pictures go by, I'm just like, damn, this is worth it. Because like I beat a game nowadays, and it's just like honestly they hold your hand like if you buy a new game you're going to beat it you might sit there for 60 hours and watch most of it but you'll beat it like it's just how it is but this one's like no if you beat it you earned it you beat it like and it feels like 10 times better for some reason i don't know how to explain that other than just i mean like even there are some people out there who want to play a game like this that is just fucking hard and will beat your ass and and you know and if you're into that i definitely recommend you play it because it will beat your ass yeah, it's like the, those Souls games that are real popular for being so yeah. hard. I mean, they ain't got shit on this one. And I, because I beat a, because I beat that uh, Bloodborne on PS4, and I love that game. But I mean, I could beat it now, like with my hands tied behind my back. And there's a few other Souls games that I played, and I, I didn't beat them, but I got like so far in them. But then I just kind of lost interest. I'm not like the biggest Souls fan there is, but mm. I do like those games pretty good. They're fun to get into. But yeah. anyway, like, but for this one, it's just like, like when I beat this one, it felt good. When I beat Bloodborne, it's like, oh yeah, that was pretty cool. This was just like, oh my god, I did it! <laughs> like, and then you get to see the cutscene, and it was just awesome. Like, like yeah. I said, like, and and most of this for me is nostalgia based. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I just grew up with it, so. But it was so much. Like, I, I still think the gameplay is kind of fun, and they give you different weapons throughout the game that you can pick mm-hmm. through. 
and a lot of them are pretty cool. Like you get the baseball bat, which is pretty pretty great. Yeah, I found I found the baseball bat useful for enemies that were not directly in front because this this game is grid based, so you can only walk yeah. forward, left, Most right. Games were you can't back go then, diagonally. Though. So if there's an enemy, let's say to the left of you, like above a block, then you can use the bat and it would wipe it out. And I thought it was useful for that, like that particular thing. Yeah. But I thought the slingshot was kind of lame. Like it, it could only go like five feet. Like, yeah, yeah, a lot of them are like that. Yeah. Until later on in the game, it gives you like the the. It's called the supernova, and that's mm-hmm. the s when the yo-yo goes all the way across the uh, screen. So literally, you can be standing on one side, you can hit enemies across the screen, and that's like extremely useful whenever there's enemies everywhere, there's traps everywhere. Because that last level, Tanner, you I know you didn't get there, but man, that was rough. But uh, even with on the I mean, I got a little over halfway through the game, so I I, I could see myself going back and beating it. For sure. Oh yeah. Well, we mentioned before like we might go back and like beat some of these games, the ones that we all missed on, and just to talk about them again. Because I mean, why not? Yeah. This whole thing oh, yeah. is just memory lane, having a good time. Like I, we talk about Goemon sometimes, and that just makes me feel nostalgic just for the podcast, the early mm-hmm. days of the podcast. Like yeah. and that happened this year. Yeah. Like I, I've, I've but, talked uh, a lot of shit about this game, but it is really cool to get to play games from a time that was very different, and to see how games were made, and it's kind of a history lesson, like, in a way, like, even if I wasn't loving every minute of it, I still uh, value the experience of playing it, like, I, I feel like it was still worth my time, and I'm, I'm really happy I did play it. Oh, yeah, well, you know how I feel about the game, like, it's always been on my one of my favorite ones, because that's, I remember I asked my brother if he beat it, and he was like, uh, no, but I got really far, he got, my brother actually, okay, he played on the NES, right, just the cartridge itself, yeah, and he made it to the alien spaceship himself on the NES. Wow. And that is impressive. From what I went through on the Switch, I find that extremely impressive now. Yeah. I'm sure Jared probably absolutely. agrees. Like the save states were good. Like if you died in a dungeon, it sure. would it would keep you in that dungeon, but it would always uh, give you only half of your health back. So you, if you died, you wouldn't get all your health back. And I was like, man, this is right. fucking rough. Yeah, it, it's a, like it gets it hard to get hearts back. Game. It only happens on certain rooms and occasions. Like you can't. It's not like Zelda where you kill an enemy, you get a heart. You don't get hearts hardly ever. I'm telling you that last like I guess there's eight chapters in the game, right? Chapter seven yeah. and eight were ridiculous. When you're on the alien ship and shit's just shooting at you constantly, like it, I mean, you're just living on a prayer, man. What would you well, say is harder, Jared, on... Resident Evil or Star Tropics? I would I would say Star Tropics, honestly, and it's just because like Resident Evil to me is like I didn't know what the fuck I'm doing, so I just keep going in the same rooms, like <laughs> bumping up against walls, pressing X. But yeah, or but here, like I mean, I'm like if I played this on the regular system, I don't beat this game. I don't come close to. It. I mean, you give me knowing what you're doing, you give me a year and maybe like knowing now and using the internet I, I would eventually figure it out but it'd be muscle it memory be, it'd be ridiculous yeah yeah you have to literally remember what's coming and when it's coming <laughs> which is wild well yeah. boys is it score time here yeah yeah, yeah i think it's time for the score As tradition, I guess I have to review it first. Mm-hmm. And like I said, like I, you all know, I have so much nostalgia for this game. Like it's always been one of the games I've picked as my favorite. Like it's in my favorites of all time games, just because yeah. of 
I've just always picked it that way. And I've always, I mean, I think, Jared, have I not always touted about this game for some reason? Like, I've always yes, loved it. you've talked about it for years since I've known you. Right, <laughs> so I do love this game, and I think the graphics are good for, I know it's Nintendo, but I mean, I still think, like, playing it on my Switch, I was still like, this is definitely playable for anybody still, especially when you go into the dungeons. I know you all mentioned that. And the soundtrack's great. Um, everything about it, just so much nostalgia for me. So I'm trying to be fair with it, though, because it is 2021, and, I know I mentioned earlier, like, if I recommended this game, would I recommend it out of, like, nostalgia? Of course. But, like, if I didn't have no nostalgia for it, would I play it? I don't know. Like, I'm sure I would just because I like Nintendo games, but I don't know if I would just say, tell you that it's awesome or not. So, for me, I'm going to... I want to say 8 just because I play it over and We call about replay, and I say it over and over and play it over and over. Right, right. But... If I'm going to slam my boy Metal Gear and put it at a 7.8, I'm going to put this down a little lower at a 7.4, even though okay. I love the game. and I'll, I'll, I, Nostalgia-wise, it's a 10 for me, just like Metal Gear was. But to give it a real 2021 review, I, I, I still 7.4, which is still good, and I think it is good, yeah. and I think anybody can pick it up and play it, especially with the Switch and advancements nowadays. Now, if you just want to pop it in your system for Nintendo... I might even drop it a little bit further because I don't think you're going to get anywhere. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to stick with a 7.4 because I can't slam it entirely. But uh, and, I, and I had fun with it. I loved it. So That's very brave, Carter, for a game that you love. <laughs> but but yeah, yeah I, 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 guess I'll go, I guess I'll go next. Uh, okay, um, a lot of people out there, uh, if you're wanting to play an NES game that is an action-adventure game, like a Zelda-type, I think this isn't a bad... Uh, place to start. I feel like it is no. definitely worth your time if you want to play something like that. Uh, if you, if I was to recommend this to an average person like today, gamer, like a friend, I don't think I would. Just for the simple fact that there are many things in it that are dated and uh, kind of cheap at times. Uh, the controls to me were a little clunky. Um, the story was weird, and it, it's an NES game. I mean, I gotta give it some slack here. Uh, I'll pick a better one next time. <laughs> like, and the graphics were pretty good for NES. It had some catchy, like chiptune music, but it's just not entirely my cup of tea. I, whenever I want to play a game, I'm not looking for something that's just gonna fucking beat my ass all day long, and it's just gonna inf- infuriate me. But yeah, I'm gonna give this a six point two. I think um, play it if you're into these type of games, and if, if you want a challenge and you like the NES and that style but if you're not i would just not even attempt it all righty then i guess it's my turn the guy who beat it first that's right uh so i played through it and like i said i'm pretty sure it came at the tail end of me being on quarantine for uh getting i think so yeah so i had i had some time on my hands but I honestly, my honest review, I've tried to stay neutral throughout this podcast so far. I liked the game, Carter. I really did. I really enjoyed my time like playing through it. And I yeah, liked yeah. it. Yeah, I liked that it was hard as hell. I don't care. Like the little bullshit look look terrible NES. I, I can get past that. Games uh, hold your hand nowadays too much compared to stuff like all these games back in the day were tough. 
I'm I'm the old school pull yourself up by your bootstrap type of guy. You're anyway, full of so fucking I shit. Resident Evil, you were bitching the entire time. I don't want to hear. Well, <laughs> that's different. That, that's horror. This is island platformer. Uh, get me in the mood to just do a dungeon and then take a break. Now I'll admit, hard as hell, hard game. If you if you're not honestly a hundred percent, if you're not willing to like either fuck around for a, a good amount of time or look something up on the internet, which that's no fun anyway. Uh, no. The, it, I mean, it, it's a hard game. Um, I love the little – Tanner earlier was talking about the quirkiness not being, you know, not being funny. I fucking found it great. I love the game style. That's where we differ, Tanner, our age, I guess. But uh, I'm going to give it a 7.2. I enjoyed it. I had a good okay. time. I'm like Tanner. If you're not into this, I, I wouldn't recommend this for anybody. But this is honestly, besides like your, uh, besides like your Mario one, two, or three, this is probably the fourth game. Well, now I mean, I put more time into it than anything. I don't. Some of those Mario's I've never beaten in my life. I probably yeah. played through this almost more than any other NES game in my like lifetime. So. Yeah, I enjoyed it, man. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I think it's a great game. If yeah, this, you, is, this honestly, is my episode there, to be the villain here. Because uh, Jerry's yeah, been no, the villain that's fine. I, times. I've been the villain several okay. times to your episodes and vice versa. But uh, yeah. if if you like the old school type games, I think it was great, man. Good game, Carter. I'm What's glad, our average? I'm glad I played through it now. I'm glad, I'm glad like, I made you all play it. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. Like, I'm glad I'm part of this here. podcast because I discovered something like that that I would have never, ever touched on my Switch, like classic NES. I would have never clicked that fucking game. No. But I did. Right. And I had a good time for the week or so that I played through it and beat it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in 7.2. What's our average? Right, good. 6.2, that 7.2. That the average to a 6.9. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Jones, 6.9. There you go. It couldn't have worked out better. 6.9, so it's sitting there. We, we all rated it, what, borderline good, right? Borderline good, yeah. That's what, like, yeah. that's where we decided good was, right? Tanner's is just, like, what did you say, Tanner? 6.2, I forget. Two. Well, that's above average. I think five is like what average, and then five six is uh, just like a man game. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would say that's probably pretty good for it. It might be honestly a little bit lower than that to the average person, but I yeah, had fun with it. And the hardest thing about these ratings is like, I mean, they're all subjective. Who cares? It's just we're playing the games and talking about them. Like I don't even care right. about this part right. as much myself. Yeah. But like the six point nine rating, um, like twenty years ago, would be much higher just because of the era we're in now. And that's, I think that's yeah. the biggest point about Cause if someone grew up with this game, they'd be like, what the hell? Kind of like how I'm feeling right now. I'm just like 6.9 guys. This game's fucking good. I don't like that. But, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, I gave it a 7.4 myself just to try to be fair with it. But like I said, yeah. these reviews don't really matter. The whole point of the podcast is to hopefully people who are listening will play with us. And hopefully somebody else fired up this game for the first time and was like, holy shit, that was, that was fun. Like I would have yeah. never played this before, and that's what everyone's it's all about. different. I mean, if I didn't like it, who gives a shit? It's all about what you think. So give it a shot and see yeah. if you like it. Yeah, I'm saying everybody just go play and have fun with it. That's what we're trying to do. Just have fun. The reason to yeah. play these old games because I mean they're not. It's not like you're going to 
like, hey, why do you want to play Star Tropics? What the hell's that? It's from 1990. Why would I play that? Because we are. <laughs> like, it pretty much. Yeah, like, yeah. The, the hopefully us and the community gets behind and starts playing this stuff with us as well. Right. Well, that's why I was kind of sad. I beat it so early. Well, I'm hold on, Tanner. I beat this so early. And then all of a sudden, like, I didn't have anything else to play. And I was like, man, I wish. I wish you all would hurry up and play this damn game because it's not too bad. Let's get through it and get to the next one. I, I just beat it and I was done. Yeah, yep. yeah. Because if you replayed it, it would be the same. Like, I understand there's not once you beat it, there's not much replayability. Yeah. But if you were yeah. playing it on NES, you would still be like, "Well, we've been playing it for three weeks. Where'd you get to, Dad? Well, I made it to this graveyard place. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> chapter five, I think. But oh, yeah. well, you wouldn't have made it that far. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Probably not. But yeah, good Tanner, stuff. Though. Big T, what's yes, the sir. wheel got left? Oh yeah, because I forgot. We it's got, been too long. Oh, uh, we did a poll on uh, Facebook, and Turtles in Time won that. So we got uh, uh, ten, you Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles four, Turtles in Time, uh, Pokemon yeah. Gen one, Yellow, Blue, and Red, and Lester them. Yeah, those are our last three games Les- on the wheel. Lester. So <laughs> let's Lester. go over. Uh, that's a Carter game left. A Tanner yep. game, and then a Little Brook uh, fan game, right? Yep. yep. Or mm-hmm. community game. Uh, good deal. Good deal. Good. Good selection there. Right. Other than Lester's supposed to be terrible, right? Yep. That's the joke game. So that could be our first three point oh. Well, or maybe I'll love it. You probably weren't yep, having too much high hopes for Star Tropics, but. <laughs> <laughs> I know Jared go, wasn't because I mean he played it for five minutes. Oh, is it time for the wheel? Oh yeah, time it's to time. spin it. Oh yeah, three, two, one. The tick never gets old. Pokemon, yeah. gotta catch them all. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Oh, okay, guys. This, this is a this is a special roll because what we got we got two separate uh, wheel spins here. One depending on what version of the game we get and what starter we get, based on who gets yeah, red. So if you and get blue. yellow, you get you get Pikachu. Yes, oh, so we're correct. even going down to the starter on the roll. Yep, I like that. Oh yeah! Wow, I I am so. God, dog, if, if I'd have known what dang version of this game I'd had, I'd have started two weeks ago. But let's go. <laughs> Come on. Okay, Matt Carter, you're up first on what version you get. Yep. We're on ABC order here. Here we go. go Three, Destiny. two, one. Me and Jerry want the same one. Matt Carter is getting version blue. No, blue. Okay, good. That's the only one I didn't want because Growlithe's not in it. <laughs> All right, Jared, you are good. I used to have blue, but I don't have it anymore. Give me yellow. That's what I grew up with. Give me yellow, Tanner. Version red. Bullshit. <laughs> At least you can still get Growlithe. Uh, touche. Okay, yeah, so we'll I, I'm, I'm getting is. yellow, so I don't get a starter. I get Pikachu uh, right off the bat. So let's Man. see what Pokemon you two are getting. Yeah. Carter, you are getting... Charmander. <laughs> All right. Jared's pissed about that, too. Okay. It's just well, terrible. And you're not Jared, wrong. This is going Jared terrible. Starter. The only way it would have went worse is if I got blue. 
Squirtle. Squirtle. Bulbasaur. Who? You got oh, Squirtle. Squirtle. Oh, I called Bulbasaur. Okay, I'll take. I'll, <laughs> hell, I'll take a Squirtle. Damn, if this was real life right now, I'd be pumped as hell. I'm a ten year old kid. <laughs> I wake up in my oh, room. Yeah. My mom bitches at me, and because I broke my alarm clock the night before. And uh, I run to Professor Oaks and I get a fucking squirtle. I'm pumped as shit. Yeah, I got a Charmander. Okay, recap. Awesome. I, I got yellow with Pikachu. Carter got red with Charmander, or, or blue with Charmander, and Jared got red with Squirtle. Hey, that, that's that's kind of funny. Like you got, yeah, you got the blue version with the Charmander. I got the red version with the Squirtle. That should that should turn out pretty funny. Yeah, God, I usually I'm, always pick the Bulbasaur. You? I think so. We're playing this straight through. No funny rules. No, uh, what's the? Yeah, no Nuzlocke. We Nuzlocke. used to do Nuzlocke. Nuzlocke. There we go. If that's you're playing, if you want to play along with us and you want to do Nuzlocke, that's cool. If if, if you don't know what that is, look it up. It's a pretty cool way to play. It keeps them fresh. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Well, we're just gonna try. Oh, to guys, play this was and beat fun. It. This may be the longest podcast. We're over an hour now. Yeah. That's good. That's we we added the news section. I like that. Yeah. I did yeah. Too. This was fun. I'm glad we got another one in the books. So now I'm going to see if I can. Boys, I'm going to meet you all in uh, Pallet Town, and we'll set out. Yeah, I grew up in Pallet Town. Get your fresh underwear every day. (laughs) (laughs) Pallet Town. Thank you for listening to the Retro Jammers podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode, leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. You can also follow along and interact with us at Facebook by searching up the Retro Jammers or on Twitter where our handle is at Retro Jammers. Thanks for listening and we'll be back next week and uh, let's get playing.